1: Yes, the Anurah boys are in the building, Sean Davis, Malik Zaire. The Lucky Lefty Podcast. We are brought to you by Anora Whiskey, anurahwhiskey.com. And it's that premium American whiskey, anurahwhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so. Responsibly. got to do it responsibly. Great show today. We're going to talk about some spring intel. For all of your spring intel and other tidbits, you can go over to Irish Breakdown's message board. You know, we all contribute. Brian Driscoll put up some intel, and the reason we're going to talk about it because the intel he got kind of lines up with some of the things that we had laid out over the weekend in our practice report that we talked about a little bit earlier this week. As always, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, subscribe to Lucky Lefty Podcasts on YouTube. Hit that like button for us. It helps with the viewership. And also, hit that notification bell. So every time we post something or go live, you'll know. So you can download us each and every day, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Shows are up. CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Home of the Misguided Passion. You already know. We spin it. Different. So we're going to talk about the linebackers. And today, I want to ask this question. Can Notre Dame be a gift and a curse, Lev, Mm. for coaches? Can Notre Dame players sometimes be too smart? Too smart. Too smart. I want to ask that question. I want to ask that question. Because the linebackers, they said some things when they spoke to the media. And I want to ask that question. Can you do too much when you have smart players as a coach? Can you do too much when you have smart players as a coach? That's the LL question of the day.
2: Can Can you you do, do too
1: much? Can you do too much as a coach?
2: When you have players that you feel like are pretty smart.
1: Yes. Can you do too much as a coach? We're gonna get into that, Lef. We're gonna get into that. Now, today is a special day. Now, I want to say this, love. When Notre Dame brings you out, they bring you out. Because we all know the pompous circumstance that went behind Marcus Freeman's introductory press conference. Today, Michael Shrewsbury was introduced as the men's basketball coach in notre dame okay step it in was, the right direction it hand. was a pretty incredible event to watch i look let me tell you something shout out to our boy jordan Cornette, who was the host jordan was clean in the navy blue suit i sent mm-hmm. him a text like yo clean that suit is fire bro he was clean he's a master of ceremony and um yo Everyone was there. Coach Freeman was there. Women's basketball team, Coach Ivy. Man, everything was just, it was just lit, man. It's a great environment. Heard from Father Jenkins. You heard from Jack Swarbrick. Jack Swarbrick said they went through 70. 70 candidates left and came up with, in my opinion, as one of the best candidates on the market. And Michael paired, So That's right, man. Look,
2: but we we seem to we tend to hire a, a pretty good choice. Yeah, we're not really a team that I feel like. Even when Brian Kelly came to Notre Dame, I didn't feel like it was the wrong choice. When mm. Charlie Weiss came, I didn't feel like it was the wrong choice. Mm. It may not have worked out, but we we don't really miss on. Guys, we believe just like the consensus believes that we can get it done with this guy.
1: So let's hear a little bit from the new head coach of the Fighting Irish men's basketball team, Michael Shrewsbury, as he introduced himself to the Notre Dame faithful and Notre Dame fans all across the world.
3: The the biggest debate that We had uh, before we walked out here um, was whether I was gonna wear a a t shirt underneath the jersey when I put it on, or I was just gonna wear it regular. I'm gonna save that for later. I'm gonna wait till you guys leave. Then I'll put the jersey on. I don't want, we're on the time crunch here. Um, First of all, thank you, Father John, Jack, um, for your willingness to. Consider me uh, to meet, to talk to my family, um, and now you know, give me this opportunity at Notre Dame, which is really special. So, uh, thank you so much for that. I'm indebted to you guys, and and I'm I'm just glad to be here and can't wait to get started. Um, Also, I need to thank um, Penn State University, and. The, the administrators there, Sandy Barber, Lynn Holler, who gave me an opportunity two years ago. And um, they took a chance on me as, as a, um, an assistant coach who had never coached a day in his life. And they took a chance on me. Um, so thank you so much to them, the administration at Penn State, the players um, who took me on an unbelievable ride and, and the fun that we had together. Um, building at in two years. And then the staff, um, I'm not here without them. I'm not here without them. And I appreciate every bit of that and everything that they did um, that we were able to accomplish together in two years. I am my number one value is family. My number one value is family. And uh, they are like like Jack talked about and, and Father John talked about every decision that's ever made in my life always involves them so uh, I have to thank first and foremost my wife Molly this has been uh, she's been on a a tremendous ride um, but she's been driving the ship right I'm just a passenger in in this she's doing all the real work and uh, you know thank you so much for everything Molly Um, my two boys Braden and Nick um, Braden the the you know, future home here gets a chance to get up, shoot some threes here at the Joyce Center. So, um, and, and Nick on his way, I'm excited that he gets a chance to play high school basketball in the state of Indiana. So uh, thank you guys for this. Uh, my two beautiful daughter, daughters, uh, Caitlin and Grace, um, thank you guys for everything and just for being there, right? There's tough days as a coach, uh, but when you get a hug after a tough night, that, that's, that means everything. And uh, I appreciate you guys for everything. One small decision shakes a lot of people's lives. And I understand that, um, and, and I, I don't take that lightly, uh, but they were all in, and they were all in to come here because they knew how special a place this is. Um, also here, I, I have some other other friends that are here in attendance, and, and I want to thank you guys for coming. And being here um, and then also my family my sister Monica couldn't be here uh, but my my big sister Michelle's here she's she's my uh, she's my rock and no, don't nobody mess with me uh, they got to get through my my sister Michelle first so thank you for being here my mom uh, who's been taking care of me for for 46 years um, with everything and now my kids have picked up on that and now they go directly to her for everything um, And then uh, my father, um, Bill Shrewsbury, who, he's my role model. He's my role model. And he taught me a long time ago uh, to believe in yourself and in your dreams, though impossible things may seem. And now that full circle moment is coming about. And, uh, you know, in 2005, I was the head coach at IU South Bend down the street. And, you know. I would always drive by this going home and always dreamed about what it would be like to coach here. And now in 2023, I'm getting that opportunity. Um, So believing in yourself and in your dreams, that's really come true. And uh, thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, Jim McGuire, Molly's dad, Jane are, are both here also. Thank you guys for being here as well. I'm an Indiana kid. Grew up in Jeffersonville, moved to Indianapolis and grew up there, went to high school there. Uh, from St. Matthew's School to Cathedral High School, I probably didn't have a chance but to love Notre Dame. The amount of classmates that went to school here, the amount of people, you know, we had the gold helmets that, at our school. We had the, the, uh, the Irish mascot. Um, it was destined for me to be here. Uh, and I, I really believe that, but through this time, since, I, since I've been announced, um, i felt the passion of Notre Dame from you know the coaches that are sitting here in the athletic department. I can't wait to get a chance to work with you and talk with you. The students that are here, I see some of the current players that are here. Um, Jordan and a lot of the basketball alumni have reached out to me and everybody in the community that I've walked past or talked to. I feel the passion of Notre Dame. And it's real, right? A lot of people talk about family and they talk about passion, but it is real here, and I can't wait to really get ingrained into this and learn more. Uh, but to be a part of this, the other thing that that I've learned, and you know, part of this is going through a lot of HR stuff. Uh, I start to look at at the pillars, and the number one thing that stood out to me was excellence. It was excellence because As you walk around campus, as you go through this campus, no matter who it is, whether it's people working at the Morrison or whether it's somebody cleaning the Joy Center and getting ready for this press conference, whether it's watching Marcus and his team practice the other day, whether it's watching Neil's team on TV, whether you see students with their backpacks on going around (coughs) campus to class, You see people pursuing excellence and that's what we want to do and that's what we want to be about and that's what we are going to do here Uh, i want this right i'm a college basketball guy i love college basketball because you get to be around people pursuing excellence right you know my, my sons were lucky to be around the boston celtics in their formative years and they saw that up close they saw what it took for jason tatum Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Al Horford to be at the top of their careers and what it took to be there. Um, But now my daughters can see it also, right? They can look at Niel's teams. They can look at Salima's teams. They can just see people walking across campus trying to be doctors, trying to be lawyers, trying to be artists, whatever it may be. Everybody here is pursuing excellence and that's what I want. That's who I wanted to be around. That's who I want to surround myself with. Um, But that's what our team's going to be as well. That's how we're going to play. We're going to pursue excellence on a daily basis. We're going to try and grow as players. We're going to try and grow as people. um, And we're going to become the best versions of ourselves. My goal is to take the baton from the parents that have blessed me with their sons and help them grow and help them grow to become great young men who are able to do something special. And you can do that at a place like this. This place is gonna prepare you to be special in your life if you pursue excellence while you're here. Our teams, I, I can get into strategy, I can talk about basketball all day. That's me, I'm a basketball coach. I'm a basketball coach. But the things that, things that really stand out to me that, that we're gonna do as a program, we're gonna play with discipline, we're gonna play with toughness, and we're gonna to play together. <coughs> If you do that, you give yourself a chance every single night, and that's all I'm asking. Nobody's going to be perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. right? have been head coach for two years. I'm not going to be perfect. I'm going to make mistakes, and they're going to make mistakes too, but we're going to grow together, and we're going to do this together. We're going to stay in those principles of what we need to do, and that's how we're going to pursue excellence in our own way.
1: So once again, that is Michael Shrewsbury just a little tidbit of his introductory press conference and him ingratiating himself to Notre Dame fans and the university of Notre Dame lucky lefty podcast. It's, you know, a lot of people I'm going to say this left. There are a lot of people that have focused on Notre Dame. Having a head football coach, a head women's and men's basketball coach. And I believe, women's volleyball coach that are all of african-american descent and they have chosen to applaud notre dame for that and i think some people even will go as far as to say they never thought that they would probably see the day that notre dame would take the chances that they've taken on those individuals and that's fine and dandy you know if you, you want to write that and talk about that, that's fine. Um, but I'll say this, Michael Shrewsbury, Neil Ivy, Marcus Freeman are great representatives of their community and their culture. But they're just great representatives of humankind in the human race, period, bro. So it, it, it's bigger than that. You you can stick with that narrative, but we know Neil Ivy how much family means to her. We know Marcus Freeman and how much family means to him. And to hear Michael Shrewsbury talk about how much family means to him. It just makes you feel special about this era we're walking into as far as athletics and Notre Dame. Left, I know you were on campus and, you know, there was a lot of winning going on amongst women's basketball, men's basketball and men's football at Notre Dame when you were there. But I really think this era has an opportunity to be one of the most special eras of athletics at Notre Dame because of the people that they have leading the way and Michael Shrewsbury and Marcus Freeman, the L Ivy and the rest of the athletic department. Um, the, what the fencing team just won another championship the lacrosse team you know top three in the nation the hockey team in a rebuilding year you know got to the big 10 tournament finals against Michigan State and look it's just a baseball team you know coming off college uh, baseball world series it's just a great time to be a part of Notre Dame athletics man it really is, yeah. and, you know, just looking forward to what the future holds for Notre Dame Athletics. But once again, that's your new head coach of the men's basketball team, Michael Shrewsbury. He, he told you, I'm a basketball coach. I, I can sit and talk basketball all day. By the way, his youngest son, his youngest son, Bob, I believe was a top 200 player. Mm. His youngest son that's still in high school. Is is supposed to be a dude?
2: He would already have an offer from Notre Dame if I was his dad. (laughs) Oh man, of course! I would hit him with the Dion. You see, my son, that's your next starting point guard.
1: He kind of alluded to it. He was like, "Yeah, you know, my son, he's gonna get a chance to play high school basketball in Indiana, and he'll, you know, he'll be here." It it was a great time. It was also rumored. I think Coach Big said a couple of his Penn State players were also there. Kind of signaling and signaling that he might be bringing some players with him from Penn State. Look, we talked about this earlier this week. Notre Dame, let me go out on a limb. Notre Dame is going to be in the tournament next year, left. Yeah. I fully believe that. I'll take a step forward and say that Notre Dame is going to be in the tournament. And I can say that with confidence because I fully expect Michael Shrewsbury to attract some really good players in the transfer portal. Yes. I really do. I really do. And we'll see what players stick around on the team. But, yeah, Notre Dame, in my opinion, I think they're going to be, because of coaching and some transfers, I think they're going to have really good shot to be in the NCAA tournament next year. What were your thoughts as we close up uh, Michael Shrewsbury's introductory press conference?
2: Uh, what I really liked about his press conference, it was very wholesome very honest you can tell the type of guy he is from a character standpoint you can tell how he got hired and and what somebody that would be hiring for notre dame athletics would like because his you know moral and ethical beliefs and things that means a lot to him with family and and the commitment to a higher level of excellence uh, it fits in line with the expectation that notre dame has for its athletics and it's standard for the campus overall. So, um, you know, same with Marcus Freeman and Yale. Mm-hmm. I think they all, um, you know, fit that expectation and and accept that challenge of of being a a coach at Notre Dame and the importance of it uh, of how it affects the student athletes that they're recruiting and what mm-hmm. the student athletes are coming into. And I think a lot of it is if you have a coach that understands what it means to. To be at Notre Dame, he can convey that to the recruits. So you you see a different type of recruit. You see a different type of team that rolls through year in and year out under these coaches because it's inspired a little different, motivated a little different, recruited a little different. But the the expectation of excellence is always there. Marcus Freeman, Yale, and you know Micah Strawsberry They 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 don't in these press conferences. Even Marcus Freeman still. They don't go in there and really tell you X and O's and and tell you how much they love their sport when they do this stuff. (laughs) They they talk about everything else. You'll forget what they was even coaching by the end of it because they're great people. Yeah. And I think that's what you got from from Coach, that he's a great person, man. And like he said, we'll see see the basketball on display because that's what your job is here for. But we do like the pleasantries of knowing what else you're going to add. These kids, but we already believe in you. You know, yeah. he, he probably first thing we said, get these Under Armour basketballs off this stage.
1: Yeah, bring that Nike swoosh with you, Jordan, whatever. Yeah,
2: he said this right <laughs> here this is a part of the whole regime. We get that first thing, get these out of here. <laughs> he, he said it's not going on the recruiting side, is it? With, with, the, with the basketballs
1: already, man,
2: we can't take the recruiting picture with the <laughs> basketballs right here. We got to get different
1: ones. <laughs> Yo, and I'm the ll nation man you guys are the best in the chat each and every day regardless of you know what your point of view is on the topics we talk about that's why we love the chat and it just makes the show so much better because we we celebrate diversity of ideas and opinions on everything that we talk about and and someone pointed out that notre dame doesn't need a ro- rooney rule and let me i've been blessed enough in the short time to have a relationship with left and some of the other players. Over the years, uh, my relationship with uh, Jason Sapp, going back over a decade, who's now a doctor in South Bend. That's one of my, uh, actually one of the first guys I connected with when I started doing journalism uh, from on the college football and locking in. So um, I celebrate Notre Dame for a lot of different reasons, right? Now, I'll be honest. I'm Let me share this story because growing up on the south side of Chicago, I, I was almost ridiculed for years for being a Notre Dame fan, right? Because it was trendy to be a Miami Hurricanes fan back in that day because mm-hmm. they had the swag. It, it was trendy, trendier to be a Michigan Wolverines fan because, you know, they might have been deemed a little bit swaggier back at that time in the chicagoland area but i appreciate you know my introduction to notre dame being my grandfather and you know the opportunity to to watch and grow and become a part of the community and ultimately have friendships and connections within the community the diversity that is being shown in my opinion is a reflection of what notre dame has evolved to be. We're not talking about what Notre Dame might have been. We're not talking about, you know, bits and pieces of the community that might not be as attractive. But we're talking about the inclusion of everybody that comes through that campus. And when you take the collective of everybody that comes through that campus, you end up getting a Rex Fluger. You end up getting a Malik Zaire. You end up getting a Cam McDaniel. You end up getting a peak Bersage that I have a relationship with. All walks of life, different backgrounds, different ge- geographical regions, different upbringings. But they left Notre Dame all the same, with that same spirit of brotherhood and an appreciation for life and people. And that's what we're seeing, man. That's that's why, you know, you can write the story about, yeah, the representation. It is fantastic. I'm not downplaying that at all. You know we rock with right here on the Lucky Lucky podcast. It's definitely fantastic. But at the end of it all, to see Notre Dame in 2023 pick up the flag and lead the way in this area, you know, it's something to be proud about as a fan base and if you're connected to this university today is just another day to say yo we get it you know while everybody wants to talk about notre dame and the fan base being arrogant and all of this notre dame fans can sit back and say yeah but we get it we get it and that's what's up that's what's up now in saying that we need to end this 35 years. All right. That was that's a nice right. little yeah, transition. He yeah, exactly. okay. said all that nice stuff, all but back, nice to stuff. This, back to end of this, back to ending this 35 years. I'm no championship. It's the lucky lucky podcast. That Let's get to, be, to yes. it.
2: Yeah, because you know, at the end of the day, you know, that's what's gonna stamp your, your good warming feeling of being welcome, is to have a championship that's the result of it. I wouldn't mind Michael Strawsberry
1: being like a Mike Tomlin. Now, wait a minute. You're not about to disrespect coach. It's Shrews, not Shrews. Strawberry. Strawberry. He's not Strauss, Darryl not Strauss. Strawberry. Strauss. Man. Not Come, on. It's no. No, it's Come Shrews, on, man. Barry. I keep he saying I You cannot give him the Stetson Bennett. If we not winning, maybe. Or the, or the, the Stetson Benson treatment. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. if he ain't No, no, Michael no. You're winning. We're winning.
2: To a straw We're winning. Hey,
1: <laughs> when he said, when the man said I had to decide whether or not I was gonna come out in a suit on the jersey, he's ready to win. Left. I think his climb is a
2: lot tougher than football's, though. I think if you had to rank the who's the
1: hardest, oh, of the three, yeah, 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 yeah. I would he's the hardest of the three. I would agree now. If you're talking about you're comparing Miss, you're talking about football. Women's Football, basketball, basketball and men's and, basketball. And, and, and basketball. He has so we're behind. talking about the climb to a
2: championship. Who can who's who is the hardest climb? I think it's
1: Shrewsberry. I mean Strawsburg. Shrewsberry, you had Shrewsbury. it right. Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury, man. Sorry, Shrewsbury. I know you're in California. Just stop thinking about strawberries, man. <laughs> Shrewsberry.
2: I apologize.
1: Shrewsberry. Micah Shrewsberry. <laughs> Look. It's true speaking. I don't know I, I'm interested in seeing what the chat thinks about that because right offhand I could say yes but I'm watching a final four with San Diego State and Florida Atlantic in it left right hold on listen to me listen that's to me. true listen to me listen that's to true. me listen to that's me, me. Listen to me. I'm watching a final four that's true I'm watching <laughs> a final four with Florida Atlantic and San Diego State in it and I'm <laughs> And I look at the women's final four, and it's LSU, South Carolina, Virginia Tech, and Iowa, which have all been powerhouses in women's basketball for years. So I tend yes. to think that the powerhouses <laughs> in women's basketball are pretty much going to be there. They're going to be um, yeah. That's
2: that's going to be a concern. They're going to
1: be there. <clears throat> I still think Niel is one recruiting class. Yes, away from being really coast. being ready to take on South Carolina that's just on the interior yes the guard, play, guard play yeah we got the guard But the interior play. unless they get a big time transfer yeah we got to get a recruiting force for the next we season haven't been known for big men because the guard play is going to be absolutely bananas we're good on year. the guard play the we're depth is bananas, bananas. I don't know that transfer portal in men's basketball makes it possible, left. Now, does it make? I will it possible? say this. I, I will mean, say this. Men's basketball is about transfer portal and NIL.
2: Yeah, but that's that's but that almost is unrelated because the basketball NIL started since like sixth grade
1: <laughs> with so, the shoes with the shoe yeah, company. Oh, that's a fact. That's so a fact. So like. AAU, that's true. true. It it should
2: impact colleges because it's already impacting kids right now in the AAU circuit. Football is more like, okay, I'm closer to the money. Start showing me some love because football is so far from predicting if a sixth grader is going to go to the NFL, you know, so a little different, but. I think NIL will play some sort of factor, but if we're getting the right recruits, they're already going to have the money and the prospects and all the resources. Yeah. We're just a stepping stone because they're usually a one-and-done or a two-year guy or something like that.
1: That's, you know, as much as I wanted to just give that different opinion or different point of view, I still land where you landed, I, I I'll sit on the same hella pad as you.
2: Now, women's basketball a little different because, you know, that's getting more money in there. Maybe they – I think Olivia Miles can pull a nice little NIL deal, you know, maybe a glasses company, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. she has some star impact, I think, you know, from a – I think women can benefit way more, like, from the NIL space, mm-hmm. especially our women's basketball team. Miel can get an NIL deal. Maybe she get her own women's suits, clothing line from Nike or something, you know, just have yeah. all our coaches fit it. I think that'd be really cool. Especially if our contracts as a as a collective isn't comparable to the, the highest of what they should be in the college football or basketball space. So we'll see. Maybe this
1: second hand. Brandon Gilbert, thanks for tapping in. He says, Would you guys be down with a return to Adidas? If they fitted us all with Yeezys, I would love it. Team- Ooh, can you imagine the whole squad having the Yeezy slides? Them Ye- Team Yeezys?
2: Oh, man, I would go back there know ASAP. That would be the recruiting trip. I'd be like, look, sh- send the boxes. Send the boxes. I'll be there ASAP, Marcus Freeman. Send the boxes. I'll come.
1: So basically you're saying Marcus Freeman's hoodies would be designed by Yeezy himself? Ooh
2: adidas yay marcus freeman collab
1: what if i told you that if adidas and yeezy were in collab with notre dame what if i told you notre dame would get every recruit out of chicago they wanted for the next 10 years
2: for <laughs> <laughs> well, the next 10 years you just don't even worry about we got it
1: when i when i tell you i don't know whether or not i should feel good or bad about this when i tell you in this city, that ain't. Hey, don't say you can't say nothing about yay.
2: That's right.
1: I, Chicago doesn't care what he what he says, what he does. We can talk about him. You can't talk about him. That's and right. Keep your mouth off of him. We got. it right. If we need to got take him it. in the back and handle him, we'll do that. I think mean, that's. That's the amount of love Chicago really has for him. So (laughs) I would almost guarantee if recruits came and they saw a Yeezy collab, any recruits from Chicago would be like, oh, I'm in. Because that's all, dude, Chicago kids, I'm telling you, we had this discussion surrounding Justin Scott wearing those Crocs on his visit. Chicago kids, all they wear, Crocs and Yeezys. That's it. Cro- crocs and yeezy slides that's it crocs and, slides. crocs and yeezy slides that's it it's all they rock so that's how impactful it would be if an adidas yeezy collab with notre dame actually took place it would be good for notre dame right. i mean notre dame in chicago everywhere else i don't know <laughs> but it definitely would make an impact in chicago left I'm hearing some good things, man. As I said before, Brian Driscoll, B. Driscoll, had some intel up, <clears throat> spring intel. It kind of went in line with uh, some things we heard about. But what if you thought we said, I said this like three, four days ago, I think on the Monday show, I was like, yo, Sam Hartman is different. Remember I said that? You yes. remember that show? When I came on, I was like, yo, Sam Harper is different. And yeah. I said, dude, we haven't seen a quarterback at Notre Dame in like the last decade. Like, and you were like, for real? I'm like, bro, this dude is different. He's different. And remember I said it would impact the wide receivers? Yeah. Well, according to people around the program, wide receivers are making plays all over the place every day. Mm. But see, here's the benefit to that. You talked about this. You said watch how improved quarterback play. You said this, love. You said watch how improved quarterback play makes it better for everybody on the roster. Because now Cam Hart and Benjamin Morrison are actually being challenged every day. So when they go up against this wide receiver core every day in practice, they have to go up against a Braylon James. They have to go up against a Jaden Greathouse. They have to go up against a Rico Flores. They have to go up against a Deion Cozy. They have to go up against a Tobias Merriweather every day. Mm. Every day. When they, when they start facing the wide receivers on the schedule, it's like, okay, we see this every day. We see this, you talk about speed. According to people, Braylon James is faster than Tobias. Mm. And Tobias was supposed to be the receiver that took the top, the top Mm. off. So no excuses, right? No excuses, right? No reason for these freshmen, offensively and defensively, not to make an impact. And when you have quarterback play like you have now, right?
2: I do think that, you know, you you will see the benefit of what it's like to have a quarterback that can distribute the ball to our talent. I think this year we'll see just how impactful recruiting has been, Marcus Freeman, influenced by, and just the range of talent we'll have. Every game that we'll have this season, you may have Sam Hartman go off, Tobias may go off, Aldrick may go off, Logan Diggs mm-hmm. may go off, J.T. may have a day, Mitchell Evans or Eli Holston or one of the tight ends may go off. But every game, because we're so talented, you might see some people where you're like, "Dang, like Notre Dame got some got some guys." Mm. It's not a Michael Mayer or nothing. It's not a run game or nothing. Mm-hmm. It's, all right, if they stop Aldrick today, we Tobias went crazy. Oh, they mm-hmm. stopped Tobias in the past game. We ran for 300, 350. Oh, it was a tough matchup on both sides. Sam Hartman done pulled us through a great couple a great couple drives, got us some great points. Defense held up. Mm-hmm. So this is a year that's going to look a lot different than years before because now we can legitimately say, oh, anything can happen with us. I know we have a lot of things going into games that teams will have a lot to deal with throughout the week, which I think, especially these first four games, is going to be tough for some teams because they're going to be like, what are they good at? (laughs) I know they they can run, but – they don't, they don't got Michael Mayer anymore. What Can they Can they really throw? I mean, they got Sam Hartman. Right. We have to account for that. We can't just say they're going to do the same thing. I don't think so. They got a new coordinator, some of the same pieces, but even when that, with that, I mean, it's a threat in the run game, but we might have to see if we can steal some of their spring practice tape. <laughs> we all know what they're going to roll out in.
1: Dude, when I told you, when I told you they were coming out three or four wide the majority of the plays, you were like, don't threaten me with a good time.
2: Oh, seriously. Like, I think Ohio State is, is gonna look at them first three games and be like, What the hell are we gonna do? <laughs> this is not a last year's team by far. No, like last no. year's team versus Ohio State and this year's team versus Ohio State, you would think that it's two completely different decades in between the game. Last year's Ohio State game, that's on that's on that's on brand. That's something you can flip through the games of the last 10 years and see. Yeah. But this year, you're gonna be like, hold on, we done we done went from a, a DVD player to wireless. We got the little Roku box now. We don't even pop in the DVDs no more. We got a whole new system. You can't trace back and look through Notre Dame tape of the last 10 years and see this type of offense. They're doing something different. So I think that's going to give us an edge that a lot of teams are going to have a hard time adjusting to, and it's not going to take much from us. It's not like we reinventing the wheel. We got receivers. You're going to see us have depth this year. you going to be like, man, they got they got all these guys on their roster. Where was this at? <laughs> That's what people gonna say this year. Where was this the last X amount of years? We could do that. We could have three hundred and fifty before halftime. We can score more than twenty one before half. We we could have did that. I mean, Aldrich just changed his number. That's the same Aldrich. We got a new ten. The ten look a little bit bigger, a little more athletic. New ten. New number. So. I'm excited because I I can't tell you what we're going to see. But I can tell you it's not going to look like anything the last 10 years.
1: That's the thing. That's a long time. That's the thing. And it's complimentary, right? Like, I don't think – I'll be honest. We asked the question at the start of the day. Can, you, can your players be so smart that the coach does too much? And I was really looking oh, at it from a defensive standpoint. Let's talk about it from an offensive standpoint. Great question. Jared Parker, you don't have to do a lot. You don't have to do it's it. going to be real simple. Just, it's going to be count. Sam Hartman, you need to count. Is it seven okay. in the box or eight in the box? That's it. And if it's eight in the box, we're taking shots. And if we throw in it, do your thing. That's it. Hit that's your it. pad. Because guess what, Sam?
2: You got protection. You can sit back there and really read something with us. Because guess what? Not only are you going to have time, you're going to have the defense off-balance because they got to think about the run.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. They're like, damn, Sam Harvin's over there? Shit, we got to – I know he can throw that ball. I know he can throw that rock. We can't just act like this Notre Dame. They got Sam Harvin over there. They're not just going to get Sam Harvin over there to do what? Run the football?
1: Yeah. No, no. No,
2: no they're not going to do that. No, no. And then if they – they, if, they, if you think about the pass, they might throw Tyler Buckner in there. He might run 400 and a half or something.
1: We got a TB12 package. You definitely have a weekly TB12 what? package. Weekly. Weekly.
2: Week, if we want to keep them.
1: Yes. There's definitely a weekly TB12 package. You can believe that.
2: Because you know why?
1: We should be up before halftime. These first,
2: four, these first three, four games – We should be up before halftime.
1: Game done by the end of the third. I need need opening drive touchdowns right away. First three weeks. I'm talking about getting off to a 14 zip start.
2: Like get them, get
1: them off of here quick. Let's get them out of here. Close casket.
4: Yeah.
2: We don't even want to act like it could have been closed. you know. We want the pregame uh show to be like, well, it's another outing for Notre Dame football today. Like we're going golfing, just another outing. Nothing, nothing to really report. Just another yeah. outing.
1: Yeah.
2: Another, another yeah. fireworks show, air raid show. They went out there, they're going out there with three wide. What is what is TSU gonna do?
1: Can they I ask know. you? A, can I ask you a tough question? Can I ask you a tough question? I just want you to ready yourself. You're already sitting down, but I have, to, I have to ask you a tough question, bro. LL Nation, look, you guys, let me know in the chat. Are you ready for Sam Hartman to possibly be one of the top quarterbacks Notre Dame has ever had? <laughs> I'm just asking a question, Lev. I'm just asking a question. I mean, are you gonna be on that? He he has to play more than one year. Well, I mean, well, what's up left? Are you gonna put him? Are you uh, gonna put him ever, on Paul ever because since, of
2: that? Ever since ever since, well, you know, nowadays it's such an a la carte <laughs> type of thing these days. With with since the transfer portal and yeah, and school history is it, is everything is a uh, is shortened up. So. Could Sam Hartman be the greatest Notre Dame quarterback in history for one? No, 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 no.
1: I said, are you prepared? For, for him, one are, you, are you no? Are you going to give him the credit if he leaves Notre Dame to the playoffs and he beats the three teams he was brought to beat? And people are like, yo, Sam Hartman is the best Notre Dame quarterback since Brady Quinn. I'm just preparing you for it, Left. I'm preparing you for it, bro. I just want you to be prepared.
2: Listen. <laughs> I think Sam has came at a great time for the Notre Dame football program. <laughs> for one season, <laughs> Sam can gain a lot of ground for a team in a school that's been very dry for a long time. Oh, this is fun. This so is fun. The overinflation of the success that we could have this season, you can ride it out
1: for a little bit. It's overinflation.
2: You, you can, it, you know, just like inflation now. Milk and eggs ain't gonna be this high forever. So Sam caught us during a recession, you know.
1: Oh, so I, it, I, I, yo, it's valued you know, a little bit more. You know yeah. what this sounds like, right? This sounds like you're really saying, man, if I had been brought into this situation, and that, that's what it sounded like, Left. I think that Sam
2: made a really good decision to decide not to go to the NFL this year.
1: Hey, Josh, and- on the motivational business bank, and said Malik is quietly saying, hell no. <laughs> I think it will
2: be really good this year, let's feel like that.
1: we continue the conversation on the other side, but we want to take a moment right now. We've been telling you guys all week that we had a special announcement, and we want to welcome a special guest to the show. Man, I call him a bro now. Yeah. He's our brother. We want to welcome Trevor Morris to the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Trevor, what's up, bro? How you feeling today? You, Man, you, I'm living you. right now. Things are great, and uh, I'm really
4: excited and, and grateful to be on the show. Been listening to you guys, and uh, to be able to to get on and get some face time and get a chance to see you guys interact with the guests, it's a blessing. Heck well, yeah. Trevor,
1: why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to LL Nation and Notre Dame fans, and let them know about the partnership that we're about to embark on with Lucky Lefty Podcasting yourself.
4: And again, it's a blessing. My name is Trevor Morris, uh, former walk on at Notre Dame, and um, right now currently serving as the service committee chair for Holtz's Heroes Foundation. And we're just blessed, especially now when we're we're in need to be able to help and reach out to our guys, you know, both that played for coach and, and extended and also now you guys to be able to do really positive things in the community. And uh, this particular thing that we wanted to kind of get on and, and talk about was I appreciate you guys coming into to our world and, and, and reaching out to some of the kids that we're already interacting with. And I'm excited to announce that uh, you guys, uh, right before the Blue and Gold game, will be hosting your show right in, uh, in conjunction with the YMCA. That's
1: right. So, that is April the 21st. We will be doing a live show, a two-hour live show in conjunction with the YMCA That's in right. South Bend, Indiana. We are, we consider ourselves to be extremely blessed and honored to even be considered to be able to do this and be in connection with you, Trevor, hosts, Heroes, and everything connected to Notre Dame football in the city of South Bend. way anyway, we can continue to be a part of blessing that community. We have your back so let's talk about it the full the full day we're going to start out we're going to do the two hour live show and from there what else will we be doing
4: from there we're doing a food drive throughout the country so right now we're connecting between 50 and 75 schools that are all doing food drives during the month of march and with spring breaks they've extended this so a lot of them we've given until april to do it we connected with st joe's high school and st joe's middle school they're doing a food drive after the show. You're going to help them uh, bring some food to a local food pantry run by Nan. She used to be the uh, scores keeper for the uh, Notre Dame basketball teams. So she runs a food pantry right up uh, right up the way, and uh, she's really appreciative of you guys for being involved with this.
1: All right. After we leave St. Joe's, you know, Left, I might have to prove that I got a bigger arm than you. Um, On on April 21st. I'm going to have to show um, you. You're not the only lefty that can sling it on this show. That's right. right? right? Lefties make it great. I'm telling you. Because after the food drive at St. Joe's, then we go to the YMCA. Tell us about that, Trevor.
4: We got 20 or 30 of our finest young men and women uh, down at the YMCA uh, in uh, St. Joe's, greater St. Joe's County. And we're going to be working one-on-one. Five on five, however, which way with them and uh, going to be working with them, you know, just being impactful, uh, getting some food for them. Going to feed them good and uh, get up on the field and, and do some drills with them.
2: Heck, yeah. Well, I'm super excited about just being involved, man, and in the kids or the future. And we know that, uh, you know, having us three impacting lives like that is something that we spend it different with. And I'm glad to even be able to do this, especially close to the
4: spring game and everybody being involved. We really appreciate you guys. You know, it's something that, you know, we've been wanting to get in the books for a while. And, you know, Coach Freeman set the bar last year. So we wanted to try to do what we can to take it right to the house.
1: And we're going to continue to do that once again, April the 24th, not 24th, the 21st. Live show, St. Joe's Food Pantry, on to the YMCA, St. Joseph's County. And we'll be doing our thing and showing that uh, I got a better arm than Malik. <laughs> uh, that's, right. We're, we're yeah. there for the kids. But I'm going to have to show off LL Nation and show Malik. I could throw 50 yards, too. The
4: Y's got a film crew there, so I'm going to get some folks on the ground to make sure that we document every bit and inch of this uh, because we got something for the record books, and we also want to have something for when we catch up again to to talk a little trash to each
1: other. So, Trevor, before we let you go, how can Notre Dame fans and LL Nation, how can they get involved?
4: Well, what we like to do, especially, like I said, during March and now extended through April – you know, just tap into your local food pantries. If you can, you know, either on behalf of your club, Notre Dame Club of St. Joe's Valley, or wherever you're at throughout the U.S., you know, donate some food, help those in need, and just, you know, be aware of what's going on around you. And uh, I do have one final thing I want to add to it. Uh, this is a little bit of a segue. We are we're got something big for Tennessee State, and uh, you heard it here first. We're going to be bringing some kids from the East out there, and We've done it in the past, um, and I'll send you guys a couple of links of things that we've done for the kids uh, out at Notre Dame uh, through New Jersey. But we're branching out to PA. We're branching out to D.C. Might have some kids from Staten Island. So this is going to be big for Tennessee State. So mark your calendars, and we'll have some more information out there for
1: you shortly. And Lucky Lefty Podcast will also be partnering with you guys for that Tennessee State game. As we said before, Trevor Morris – We thank you so much for even thinking about myself and Malik and allowing us to take part of giving back to the community on April 21st, right before the Blue and Gold game. I know we're going to have Notre Dame players coming out, also participating at the YMCA with the kids and giving back to them. It's going to be sponsored by Costco, as you said. We just look forward to having a fantastic weekend. And then from there, you know, we'll just go out in the community and hope to meet more Fighting Irish fans whether it's out in the community on you know, that day or at the game.
4: No, I appreciate you guys. Definitely appreciate you guys. And one final note yeah. uh, on that Sam Hartman debate. Okay. I, I think right now we're in upward trajectory phase right now. We are buying the dip, if you will. Yeah, okay. I think that the upside of that stock is monumental. So let's roll the dice and uh, let's hope we get a
1: Bitcoin on our hand. Oh, I like that. I like that. Here we go. He's talking. Um, we might have to NFT this. Yeah, we might have to <laughs> NFT this, bro. I tell
4: you, I gotta hey. own my game, so I'm gonna pay attention and see what you guys do with this. So, but again, sure. I really appreciate you guys for giving me the time and platform to be able to to talk about the great things that are happening in the community, Absolutely. and look forward to catching up with you guys in person.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Absolutely. Trevor. We'll talk to you soon, appreciate bro. You. God bless. Right. Go Irish. Go Irish. Once again, that's Trevor Morris. We're blessed to be a part of that weekend and What his Heroes Foundation, um, led by Reggie Brooks and Trevor Morris and them, including us, in that weekend. And, Lef, uh, when, you, when you made the connection and we were on the initial phone call, I wish you could have seen my face on the other end of the phone when they started talking. (laughs) Cause you know, when they're talking like, yeah, we want you guys to do a live show and then we're going to go ahead and do the food pantry. I'm like, cool. And then they talked about the kids. Like, yo, I wish you could have seen my face, bro.
0: That's
1: Right. That's we talk all the time. That's look, I'll quit. I'll dip out on the middle of a podcast. If one of my kids call me, bro. That's right. Like, Like one of my mentees calls me like, hey I need you we're ending the podcast like right now yeah, you know it's,
2: it's important it's a responsibility it's it means yeah. A
1: lot. yeah 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 so anytime I can give back in the area of youth and helping the future uh, man, I'm all I'm ear to ear I'm ear to ear so once again we'll be the, we'll give you the guys the location of the live podcast as we learn we do know it's in a studio they letting mm-hmm. us know the location and we'll give you that more information as we get closer to the date. But then St. Joe's, uh, we'll be working with the food pantry there, and then we'll be going to the St. Joseph YMCA that's located there in that county to, uh, what are we doing? Kick, punt, and pass, I think? Yeah, punt, pass,
2: kick type of thing, and then uh, just talking with the kids, just being an inspiration, man, having them maybe do some media stuff. You never know.
1: Yeah, we're supposed to get... We, I think we're going to have a couple of the kids on the podcast as well. Yep. We're going to yep. have a couple of local kids on the podcast. Appreciate y'all coming out. Broadcasting. So we appreciate your, appreciate your support, and uh, that's how we do it here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. I just want you to know, man, just get ready for Sam Hartman to you know be right behind Brady Quinn, Huh?
2: See, but that's the thing. Since 2007, or whenever Brady Quinn stopped playing, I even knew. The Notre Dame quarterback position was up for the taking. If you want to be portrayed as the Superman of the league, it's right there for Notre Dame's taking. All you just got to be is halfway decent. I just knew if I could be halfway decent, (laughs) just kind of good, just a little bit, even even just a a Stetson Bennett good, a walk-on good. Just, just find a way to get on the field as the starting quarterback. Good. That's how deprived <laughs> Notre Dame was of an actual guy in the position. If I can just, just an easy, bc little – just think about – I've only played three games. Yeah. And in the three games, the amount of success I, could, I had in the three games. Now, just extrapolate that over – an Ian e book
1: career. Oh bro, if you we extrapolate your famous, three games, you would you first be, of all you wanna you won a big game against the SEC, SEC school. You beat a you know, powerhouse program in, in, in Texas in your first start, and then you went on the road, got down, showed your resiliency. We and with the charge, you you were gonna blow Virginia out. You guys were gonna blow Virginia out.
2: Yeah, it was. We was about to put a spanking on them. We just yeah. came off a bomb touchdown, just drove all the way. So it's like, just the that teeny teensy little clip. <laughs> That's worth it, though.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Because if you can take that, yeah, and supersize it, yeah, you would be the literal man. Of you would just write your ticket. Yeah.
1: That's
2: how important Notre Dame quarterback position is to college football. That's how important it is to the game of football and what that place means in the college football atmosphere. If Notre Dame has a quarterback, everybody else is in trouble, period. If Notre Dame has a quarterback, generally they're in trouble. And and that's Joe Montana, even when you know Ron Paulus was there, Peyton Manning wanted to come here.
1: Yeah,
0: yes.
2: So if we just, I mean, Jimmy Clausen was okay. He was, he is what he is. A lot of talent that was just like at the end of the day, yeah, yeah, okay. But the hype that Jimmy got, you would have thought he was Paul Horning, and
1: <laughs> Ref Hard. That cat Jimmy might as well have pulled up with a fur coat,
2: boy. I mean, Tommy had a better career, but but just having the the essence of just being that dude at the position of quarterback yes. at Notre Dame, you can you yes. you better than the president,
0: yes.
1: Yeah, there's
2: yes. no better spot to be. I'd rather be the quarterback at Notre Dame than be Chris Brown
1: because that position gets come on. Me. That's that's apples to the oranges, man, because you know. They're okay, purposely, maybe, okay. they're purposely putting that. They're purposely putting a ceiling on Chris Brown. Chris Brown is without a doubt the most talented entertainer Obviously, in yeah, the world. No one's know, even close man, to Chris Brown. We're saying right from
2: now. A, from a, uh, 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 you know, you could do a lot of things that average people can't do if you're the Notre Dame quarterback. Just like if you wanted the 32 starting NFL quarterbacks, you could do a lot of things. That a lot of regular people can't do
1: so when you say saying the notre dame quarterback is like the rihanna of college football it's, it's, right like, now? it's
2: like it's like it's like drake of the rap game here we go it is we go. you're not holding no necessary label you out here collabing with anybody and everybody you already hype
1: I'm just saying Lucky Lefty podcast man you
2: are a suit you're like Justin Bieber if you're the Notre Dame quarterback and you win and you that do. if Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence was Notre Dame quarterback cuz Clemson just oh. do it right Clemson just didn't get just wasn't the didn't have enough of the 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 machine behind it if Trevor Lawrence
1: they both win the Heisman they both they both they both went the up yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. statues, Good yeah. morning, America. They probably be talking next to Michael Strahan every morning. I mean, the it it would it would be bigger than football. Yeah. So that's how big, you know, three most important people on campus at Notre Dame. Father Jenkins,
1: the quarterback,
2: yeah. and then touchdown Jesus.
1: Yeah. Well, I think what Deshaun lost to Lamar look at, Deshaun at Notre Dame oh. Deshaun the lost to Lamar right now. yeah Deshaun lost to Lamar and if I'm not mistaken Devontae and no, Joe Burrow and Devontae Trevor so you're right if you put Deshaun Watson and Trevor at Notre Dame with the same stats and performance and team success,
2: success? oh yeah. Man, they have statue, I'm telling you,
1: you have minimum two Heisman trophies.
2: People will call them the greatest of all time, the best yeah. football players ever.
1: Yeah,
2: it's like winning a, it's like winning a, the Super Bowl for the for the Browns. It just means way more. Yeah, it just it just yeah. means way more. Like yeah. if the Chicago Bulls got a championship without Michael Jordan, it would just it would just mean way more because nobody ever thinks it would happen.
1: Lucky Lefty podcast. You all see how I just ignored that. (laughs) Getting used to this, man. Oh, by the way, y'all playing? uh, I didn't know. I didn't know Zaria Cook was from Dayton. Oh yeah, I did not know Z. She's actually from she's she's actually from Columbus. Okay,
2: but Dayton influence, of course. It's down the road. It's down the road. What you think of your White Sox playing the Astros for opening night, by the way?
1: Uh, Dylan Cease is starting. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I'm upset because they're not starting Oscar Colas. Right. Because Valdez is starting and he's a tough lefty. And his ball breaks into. You know what? I'm like, if he's a rookie, he's won the job, start him. Like we do, he's gonna see tough pitching in his career, stardom. Yeah. But let the Astros will win. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. The I Astros
2: can't get a w talk. I can't get no W talk out the, of Jesus. The Astros. I mean,
1: because Valdez is a tough pitcher. <laughs> he's a man. He is. He's a tough left-handed pitcher, and he's pitched very well against the White Sox, and.
2: It's Chicago sports like Notre Dame, don't let y'all win. <laughs> I just can't wait for the air to come back where Chicago sports is winning. <laughs> the Bears get to the Super Bowl or something. You know. Bulls in the Eastern Conference again.
1: No, 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 no. no. You know what it is? Chicago believes in one team at a time. Oh, okay. So, you know, like how Boston – like the Bruins, the Patriots, and the Celtics were all winning at the same time.
2: time. That's they, overwhelming for
1: Chicago. That's too much for Chicago. That's too much for Chicago. Y'all so right? skate
2: with a five-year yes. yes. run.
1: Yes, yes. So the, so the White Sox had to win and be good. Then the Blackhawks took over. Black they, won Hawks. That, they took the one that Stanley Cups, and then the Blackhawks started to fade. And that's when the Cubs, time
2: for the, Bears.
1: the Cubs decided to win their World Series. And, yeah, now it's time for the Bears to take over and see what they can do. That's how – Chicago yeah. can only do one good team at a time. And that it, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's absolutely true. No, after the White Sox won the championship, then that's when the Derrick Rose era started.
2: Yeah,
1: yep. Yeah. So it was Derrick Rose after that. And I then it went from to Derrick to Rose. Injury. As soon as Derrick Rose got injured, <laughs> here come T- Taze and Patrick Kane. Sp- sure. As soon as he got injured, they come the Blackhawks and they yeah. go on their run. As soon as the Blackhawks taper off, here come the Cubs winning the World Series. It's, I was it's at Notre Dame when the Blackhawks was hot. Oh man!
2: I mean, I even thought about getting it because well, we, we the
1: Blackhawks lot. did one of their outdoor games at yeah, Notre Dame I'm Stadium. Nice. That's what I'm saying. I Yeah, yeah. I, I
2: was over there and everything. And day. they used
1: to play. I don't know if they still do it. They used to have their preseason game, yeah, type thing at Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was
2: hot. I'm telling you, black people. I mean, like, y'all, black fan. I'm like, yeah, hockey,
1: black were popping. Oh, but they was winning, though. Yeah, but for then sure. when you got the black community going to black games, that's what I was that's what I was tripping about. I'm like, y'all acting like y'all
2: Blackhawks fans all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, y'all rocking all the yeah, I know all the names.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but see, opening day is like overrated to me, it's the most overrated opening day in sports baseball baseball is yeah because all the bad teams win on opening day (laughs) you go go look at the record of the worst teams at the end of the year i bet you all of them won on opening opening day day. (laughs) right and players that had like three for four days with two rbis and three runs had batting averages of like 215 at the end of the year it's like opening day for baseball I check in, I'll check in when it gets colder. It doesn't compare to opening weekend of college football. No. It doesn't compare to opening night of the NBA. It is doesn't that because compare. so
2: many more games, or is it just It's just a slow no.
1: start? Baseball, you really don't – what do they say? You win 60, you lose 60, and what you do with the other 60 – no, you win 60, you lose 60, 60, and what you do with the other 42 determines – who's going to win. Right. And that's pretty much the truth. If you win hundred games of baseball, that means you lost 62. Mm-hmm. So you can all, you can just, you're going to win 60. You're going to lose 60. And then what you do with the 42 that are left determines whether or not you're a good team. And you really, you don't find out the good teams in baseball probably until like may or Joe.
2: Damn.
1: You just don't. So, Open day is like, and it's always cold in the Midwest on open the day. Like it's 50 degrees for the Cubs today, bro. The Brewers, like 45. It's, so, it's baseball,
2: crazy. you got it. You got to It's like Notre Dame first half. You got to tune in in the second half. Where you ain't missing nothing.
1: Man, Lucky Lefty podcast. <laughs>